Hello everybody and welcome to this brand new venture from both myself and my lovely friend Alessia. We both have podcasts and we decided that we would start coming together on a monthly basis and do a sort of recap at the end of the month, just a sort of collection of problems that our clients have came up with and questions that we've been asked on social media and sort of address any like current trends that are going on within the, the nutrition and the fitness industry. Um, in case you don't know, Alessia is a nutritionist and she is from AW Nutrition. Um, so that's a, a quick intro of the new, the new recap style that we'll be doing. Um, mm -hmm. So Alessia, would you like to kick off first and tell us yeah about some sort of current issues that's been coming up with, with your clients yeah absolutely uh first of all hello <laughs> I'm here too <laughs> um but yeah um yeah so um the first the first thing that's really come up for me this month and I think it's just like a reminder maybe also to fellow coaches that are watching that sometimes the basics just need a little recap which is you know <laughs> very aptly because of this podcast as well um so yeah so I think the first thing is just something that I was talking to one of my clients um to and it's just about understanding kind of energy balance so like you know most people are aware of the whole calories in calories versus calories out kind of things and that we need to eat less to be able to lose weight um sorry there's a plane flying by I don't know if you can hear that <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> good, good start um anyway um so calories in versus calories out but the actual understanding of that that is that this, what the things are that you have control over and especially when it comes to understanding the difference between daily movement and exercise so and I think exercise I think a lot of people always jump to okay I want to lose weight so I need to go and start going to the gym and need to kind of just like kill myself in the gym basically you know go as often as possible as hard as I can go and I think this and I think that's something that I was talking to my client about that actually the most bang for your buck you get increasing your daily movement so in terms of your steps um you know making sure that you you know take the car less move let you know like move more basically things like you know like cleaning um just moving as much as you as you can you know what I mean like when people when you're when you if you live with somebody and they ask you do you you know can I get a cup of tea be the one to volunteer to go and make the cup of tea <laughs> you know if it means that you get off of your seat it's actually something I did with my husband because before I would always moan when he'd ask me because I was like oh no I can't really be bothered and now I'm like yeah Sure, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've just okay. done a, I've just done a step challenge with my clients, and I was exact same. So for the whole week, I would even if I knew I had to get something from upstairs, or like two things, I would go twice just to get the yeah. steps up, like to because yeah. you're right, it's all these wee things that add up. Yeah. Absolutely. I think just anything that breaks up any kind of longer spells of sitting down, like is so important. And really what's important about it as well, that it won't exhaust you doing that. So you're less likely to then crave food, you know, it'd be a bit easier to stick to your calorie deficit. So by no means saying that, you know, that you shouldn't exercise, absolutely exercise, so important for, for health, etc. And just for, you know, for mental health as well. And, you know, as long as you enjoy it, like that's, that's the main thing. But I think we kind of need to get over this, like, oh, I need to exercise to lose weight narrative yeah. because that I think is just not that helpful yeah I think as well it can be really so if you use exercise for that reason or or think of exercise as something that you use to lose weight it almost makes exercise become a chore and not enjoyable mm -hmm. and something that you have to do um so yeah. really sort of thinking about it as take the the sort of fat loss element out of it 
and think about exercise as something that's enjoyable because it doesn't have to be if you hate running don't go running like it can be lifting weights it can be rock climbing it can be anything at all that, that you like so thinking about the exercise in terms of like you do that because you enjoy it and it's it's everything else that goes together with with your fat loss because I think it can it can be quite confusing because there's so many fads out there and you know quick fixes and take this shake and take this mm-hmm. like whatever it is um people sometimes do get you know they forget the basics so like you say just bringing yeah. it right back and knowing that it's basically the, the calories that you're consuming and how much you're moving are, are going to be the the sort of biggest things that you can control which will help you yeah. to help your goal yeah absolutely I think it's also because you know like um like fitness trackers like all the kind of smart trackers and stuff like that, they just wildly overestimate how many calories you actually yeah. burn in any kind of given exercise um so I think it's always just like you know people will look at their watch and they're like oh I've burned 700 calories in like a 30 minute you know it's just no like you know even yeah. if you do like really hardcore cardio for 30 minutes you're never gonna burn like that amount of calories it's just not really it's just not happening and you know you know these exercise like I'm not saying to not track or anything I think I think you can certainly use them to monitor your performance because obviously if one day you burn 700 calories and then the next week is 750 or 800 you know well that shows that you have worked harder but just don't take the number so literal basically and definitely don't factor them into your calorie deficit or anything like that like don't yeah. eat those calories back yeah um, but yeah so I think that that was just quite yeah, it kind of just made me think like, oh, yeah, and like it's just sometimes just really worth going back over the the kind of basics, which comes so obviously so normal, so natural to us as coaches, because that's like the first things that we learn, mm-hmm. I suppose. But um, that yeah. doesn't mean that everybody else knows. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's like the, the, like we've said, obviously, so your meat and your eat, so your exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, it's there's quite a big difference in how much of the sort of calorie expenditure as well. So your meat could be say 15 percent of the, the calories yeah. you use and your exercise is only five percent so that's yeah. that's a big difference and it's yeah. all these things you know fidgeting anything at all so it can really yeah. you know there's there's no need to be like hammering it in the gym for that that little percentage of the day when yeah. you could be doing other things just walking around moving more and, and that's going to have a much bigger impact yeah no absolutely absolutely um should I move on to the next one yeah I think so yeah. this next one was obviously one that kind of similar but yeah you're going then I can we can tie in together with it yeah yeah absolutely so I think it was just about uh, one of my clients who was talking about that you know it just got a little bit harder for her she, she was now in like week after week seven um, of the plan that she's currently doing with me and just seeing like the the scales the, or the weight loss on the scales I kind of slowed down quite a lot uh, compared to the beginning and she, she was just kind of messaging me and just going like oh I'm just trying to keep my head in check and just keep saying and just be like you know I know the drop will come and the thing is, when I then actually asked her, you know, how she weighed in, uh, what her weight was, she actually had lost weight. It just wasn't as big a loss as she maybe had in the previous weeks. And I think it's just something, it just kind of sparked my mind because, and I think, again, it just comes with like being like kind of experienced coaches. You know, we've seen this a lot, obviously, with clients that especially at the beginning, the first maybe two, three weeks, clients can see like huge drops in weight for example just because it's not just fat loss it will be about so many things you know weight water weight just eating less having less food in your system etc you're moving more you're eating different things um 
so I think it's just so easy to kind of get used to this and then like the big shot comes like week four five six and then the scale start to slow down and they think oh my god this is not working and that's usually when typically people you know who don't have coaches will then kind of probably give up and stop because they think oh I'm doing everything wrong here but that is really the crucial moment where you just where your patience and your yeah it's just tested and you just need to kind of keep going but actually seeing like a a 0.3 or 0.3 kilos what's that like even if it's like less than a pound or just a pound a week weight loss is actually perfectly fine like that means you know you are dropping and it might mean that you are actually losing a much more significant amount of fat but it just doesn't translate to the scales of all the various factors that come into play um but yeah I'll let you see your thing first because I'm sure we're going to be talking about the same things yeah no it's again it's just it's very similar um so mm. something I see which again I've seen this last couple of weeks with clients but previously as well um is again as you said you know you'll get a sort of quick decrease in scale weight initially but then mm-hmm. when it starts to sort of level off it goes up as well so mm-hmm. you're, you know it's it's unusual for anybody's fat loss or weight loss journey or whatever it is to be a really consistent straight line all the way down like it's more common for this line to have peaks and troughs and go up and down and like you said it's when the scale sort of stops moving or even if it increases ever so slightly that people start to panic and think it's not working I'm not doing something right you know all of these sorts of things and it can Mm -hmm. be so disheartening because you know the the clients that I've worked with as well are like you know I don't understand I'm trying hard and you know the scales went up um but I think it's just really about like you said there's there's so many things that can you know affect scale weight that's why scale weight's not always like it's it can be a good a a good tool to use but it doesn't have to be the only tool because there can be other measures of progress as well you know your your measurements. You can use photographs. You can use your pro your um, performance. All of these things are really good measures as well. But I think it's for me. I always say to my clients, just be honest with yourself because sometimes as well, there's maybe things missed in the tracking or you yeah. know snuck in a few things here and there that, that they didn't then track later on or whatever. Um, but if you know yourself that you've tried hard, you know you've you've done your best all week and there is a slight increase in scale weight, then it could be it could be a number of things. So are you stressed because your sleep will mm-hmm. affect it? The hormones produced when you sleep can have an effect on your hunger levels the following day. Um, saltier foods, more carbs, like mm-hmm. water weight, all of these things, even the toilet or your hormones time of the month, yeah. everything can affect it. So it's just trying not to let it um, sort of get you down too much and know that it probably will the following week be back down again because this is generally the way that the the trend sort of seems to go yeah absolutely I think um it's really sometimes useful to know um especially with carbohydrates and there's nothing to say that carbohydrates are bad or anything like that but just the way they are stored in our body is that you have like one part of carbohydrate get stored alongside three parts of water basically so naturally if you eat a few more carbs 
you will just retain more water in your body. That's just the way that it is. And it's not like, like I said, it's nothing, nothing to do with fat or anything. That's just how carbs are stored in our muscles. So a lot of the times that that's just what you will see. And that's kind of what I've seen with my client as well, just because we tr- I was trying to, or I'd asked her to actually eat a little bit more, basically those weeks in line and her carbs were up as well. And it just, it was just probably just water weight. And that's why on the scales, it was just kind of leveling out and not, you're not really seeing a huge drop or anything. But I think knowing these things just, helps to kind of like then you know not stress about it because if you know okay actually over the weekend I've maybe you know like I said just ate more carbs because I was out for dinner and I had less control over what I was eating which is absolutely fine that doesn't absolutely mean that you're out of a calorie deficit when if you're losing weight for example that you're out of a calorie deficit or anything like that it's Mm -hmm. just just how it translates to the scales and I think actually actual fat loss is so if we're just purely talking the body losing fat that is quite linear but but the scales don't trans or it doesn't translate to the scales like you say so I think just and that's what I do with myself when I'm trying to lose weight I just keep trying to imagine like as long as I know that I'm in a calorie eating in a calorie deficit I know that my fat is that I am losing fat underneath and I just keep visualizing this line of my body going like yeah like fat is coming out basically but it's just (laughs) you know on on top of it it's just like the scales just I don't know just having a hissy fit over over everything else going on in your body basically yeah (laughs) but it's true I mean that's the thing if you like you say about the weekends and stuff so if you go out I mean if you were to do it if I was to do it or whoever if you have a, a big night out at the weekend you have more food than normal there's probably every chance that that scale weight when you go on it on Monday morning will have went up um but it doesn't mean that you've gained all of that increase as body fat it's just your body having a natural reaction to what it's consumed over the past few days and a week of or you know a week or however long of sort of normal eating and things like that your body just regulates itself and there's you know every chance that that'll be back down so it's not something to really get too disheartened with yeah no absolutely and I think you know of course like I think like if this is the first time you know somebody like you know they've dieted all their life and just kind of unsuccessfully and this is the first time they're kind of doing it together with a coach like that's kind of what we're there for you know to provide that reassurance and I think that's what kind of helps with that but even just um yeah if you're listening to this just even in your own heads you know what I mean just keep thinking about like you know all the various factors that can that can play into to scale weight and why why there might be so many things happening in your body that you won't have any idea of basically or you won't feel directly um but yeah but the last the yeah just don't try just just try not to panic basically because yeah. <laughs> that's probably the worst thing you can do because if you panic and then you know I mean you kind of react to that panic then and then think oh screw it all you know I mean you're probably going to make a like you probably end up making a lot more damage or then actually hindering your progress when whatever you did wasn't actually hindering anything at all it's just it's just taken a few days um for it to show yeah, yeah no absolutely but... and I would say that's I mean that's pretty much as well what I what I say to my clients because yeah like it's it is disheartening but it's not you, very rarely will you ever be able to pinpoint exactly what it is so you just need yeah. to say it's part of the journey and you know see what happens next week with it yeah yeah absolutely um there was one thing that actually came up with my client that I thought was maybe worth worth bringing up um mm-hmm. and that is when is a good time to stop tracking? So if you've been tracking your calories on, say, My Fitness Pal or an app or whatever like that, um, when is a good time to stop, basically? Mm-hmm. Um, and 
a sort of a few pieces of advice I would say with this one. So if tracking calories is starting to feel like a burden to you, if it's taking up too much time and energy, then it's probably a good sign that you need a break from it or you need to sort mm -hmm. of take a step back from it. Um, additionally, I would say if you're becoming really quite sort of obsessive about it, um, it's also a good indication that you probably need to take a bit of a, a step back from it. Um, and yeah, just if you're feeling in general, just feeling like quite overwhelmed by it, then I would say mm -hmm. it's always a good time to think about stop tracking calories because there's there are, there are other options that you can use mm -hmm. if you are trying to if you're on a, a fat loss journey or a weight loss journey whatever whatever you want to call it so um there are other options that you can use um yeah and, absolutely yeah I was going to do, do you want to run through a couple or do you want me to go through them um, yeah, no, I was just going to say, I think especially if you are coming up to that stage where you are feeling so overwhelmed, I think it's like the means that you probably have been tracking for a long time. So if you're really honest with yourself, you probably know what your food portions look like. Mm -hmm. You know, you're kind of used to putting things on a plate, you know, from from tracking with it. So I think it's probably it's definitely probably a good time to kind of, yeah, just learn to trust yourself a little bit. Yeah, um, I think as well, it's um, oh, what was I going to say there? Uh, yeah, so tracking calories, it is, I know it does get demonized sometimes, um, but it can, it can be a really good tool to use because what mm -hmm. I do see um, with my clients that choose to track their calories, they really initially had no idea what, what they were eating. So yeah, mm -hmm. okay, they know the food types and whatever, but they have no idea how many calories they're consuming, how much protein they're consuming. You know, and all of these things were sort of shocks to them initially. So it can yeah. be quite a good tool just to give you an awareness. Um, but certainly I wouldn't say it's a tool that you would want to use really long term or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, I'm, I, I really don't demonize it because it can be very useful. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. yeah, certainly not long term. And if you're having a sort of negative feeling towards it or you're starting to feel like it's dragging you down then it's definitely time to take a bit of a, a step back from it yeah definitely in the end you know it's kind of like not real life isn't it I mean I've I've like I tracked a, tracked a lot and I still do as well but I think there's also like happy mediums you know so yeah. like I think um it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stop tracking everything altogether you know if you're having a day and you're like or even just one meal and you're a little bit unsure just track it and just see you know how how it goes but I think yeah I think especially like if if tracking does become quite obsessive then you know well for some people going cold turkey so to speak you know will yeah. will be fine and will be the best thing that they can do maybe you know just delete that from your phone but I think for others it might just also be like okay maybe I'll just track on the weekend yeah because that's usually when you know I'm not too sure I end up maybe eating like you know some more biscuits or cake or whatever um yeah. compared to during the week because during the week you're in the office or whatever um yeah so I think I think like I said I think they can just be happy mediums yeah there's, I mean there's other ways so like some of the other ways I suggest with my clients as well if they don't want to track calories or they're trying to move away from it so even things like sort of setting yourself non-negotiables so mm -hmm. you decide then for yourself right okay every meal I'm going to have um like a lean protein source and then I'm going to include two portions of vegetables or two portions of fruit whatever it is mm -hmm. um, so that can be a good way to start thinking about more 
start thinking about a more balanced diet in general and including foods that are going to bring you nutritional value rather than focusing solely on macros and calories and counting targets and things like that that can Absolutely. be a good one to focus on um other things like even keeping a like a library of meals so mm -hmm. sort of setting yourself up a wee recipe book of maybe four between four and six sort of go-to meals that you like you know breakfasts lunches dinners some snacks and like sort of rotating these out as well it depends how you like to eat because for myself personally I eat pretty much the same breakfast and lunch mm -hmm. almost every day because I, I really enjoy it um, and I always have done so there's maybe I have the same breakfast six days a week and I maybe have two or three lunches that I rotate and I know sort of roughly what's in them and then at dinner time, so my, my evening meal, nine times out of 10 has always got my pro, a protein source and then two or three veggies. So I know that I'm sort of ticking off everything that I need for, for my nutrition. So that can be another way, like just having yeah. sort of similar meals. If you like to eat, you know, sort of similar foods on a daily basis, that can be handy. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agree. I think, um, I think most people, to be fair, probably eat the eat the same meals most of the time. I think sometimes it doesn't feel that way because like I feel like a lot of times people will wake up every single day and if they've not really planned their meals, they will think, oh, my God, what will I have for dinner? But mm -hmm. if you really sit down, there's probably even there's probably only like a selection of like maybe five to 10 meals that you could really think of, like if you had to write a list yeah. to come up with. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's the key, you know I mean? Maybe like sit down, have a think about, you know, what are your typical meals that you're eating? And the likelihood is, especially like I said, if you've been tracking for a while, you will already know, you will have like an entire library and like sit there and know how many calories are in each of these meals. So you know, if you just kind of then create like a little plan throughout the week of that's kind of what my meals that I'm eating, then you'll be absolutely fine. You'll be able to. Um, then. I think another thing is also, and I think I suppose that can sometimes be a little bit of a downside of tracking is that you might not be as in tune with like your bodily feelings of like hunger and fullness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think, again, like that might actually be, you know, like, you know, the whole idea of like stopping tracking can actually be quite a positive experience because you might actually then get a bit more in tune of, okay, so this is what it feels like, you know, I'm like fullness kind of like five, six, seven, which is kind of what you would expect. Like if you have a hunger scale from one to 10, for example, like kind of around five or six is where you would want to eat towards if you're thinking um, of wanting to lose weight, for example, whereas like seven or eight is probably more at maintenance or whatever. Um, but yeah, but it's, it'll, it'll be about like, you know, kind of feeling like, okay, what does this portion of food actually feel like in my stomach rather than just going, okay, this is X amount of calories and you kind of just eat it and not really think about it so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think that would be really worth as well. Just kind of, just, yeah, take, take a moment to kind of recognize how food feels in your, in your stomach when you're eating it. Yeah, definitely. Some good mm. tips there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you were wanting to cover, Alessia? <laughs> oh, I did like, I don't know what the answer is. I know. <laughs> oh it's just something i seen over the weekend and it's just i just felt like oh i feel like i need to have a little rant about this but and the thing is like it's such a common thing and it can really apply to various different things but i'm basically going to talk a little bit about the ketogenic diet and it's not about the ketogenic diet per se like i said you could insert any kind of like kind of diet that requires people to adopt a number of food rules that are 
in my opinion, excessive and just unnecessary. And that is not to say if somebody was to come to me and say, I am 100% convinced of the ketogenic diet, I want to try it and that's what I want to do, be my guest. That's absolutely fine. Like I would never just say like, no, you can't do this or anything, as long as it's an informed decision. So I would tell them what my opinion is, but if they still want to go ahead and try it, absolutely. I'd rather they try it with me as their coach that I can, if it, goes wrong which Mm -hmm. you know a lot of times it does I'd rather they do it with me so I can help them pick up the pieces basically at the end but what really grinds me because I'm in quite a lot of um like Facebook groups and stuff like that where a lot of people will talk about weight loss and whatnot and specifically because I like specialized kind of fertility and IVF stuff the amount of people when they post and say oh you know I'm having like trouble losing weight what can I do it's almost always the first one will go oh I did keto and it was fantastic for me Mm. fair enough they obviously share in their opinion but then as they kind of dig into it you can tell that they're still saying things like yeah but then I struggled so much with cravings I struggled so much with hunger like I didn't feel full I had like stomach issues blah 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 all these things yeah but then they're like oh yeah but then I just like drank ketones (laughs) and then I felt better and then I managed to lose all this weight and I'm just like no (laughs) just oh yeah so that's like my little rant because I just wish the thing is like I don't even sometimes know what to say to that because I feel like if I then go in and try and respond to that then I'll just look like as if I'm being like a bit of a silly idiot as well and going like please don't do this (laughs) I mean it can be a difficult one because it's like you say it's very hard for the thing is you know all diets if you Mm. are consuming less calories than you burn all diets work that's the thing that is the like the the underpin yeah every (laughs) single diet so we are not here to say keto doesn't work because Mm. if you are consuming less calories than you than you burn then yeah you will potentially you will lose weight on it as well but it's successful weight loss isn't for the short-term period so Mm -hmm. if there's a diet that really is going to cause you to have to be so restrictive you know cutting out food groups um having to buy special waters and all this fancy stuff like it's it's just gimmicks it's not going to get you sustainable long-term results because as soon as you then sort of start introducing things back into your diet that you know obviously keto is you know, low carb, high fat mm-hmm. sort of style. But so that means then potentially you're you're never going to eat a pizza again. So yeah. that might be fine for you, it might not be, but it's thinking about what how the diet can sort of fit in with your life rather than your life becoming the diet absolutely absolutely and that's the thing you know like I said I totally appreciate there might be some people out there that are 100% convinced it works for them that's cool and to be fair I have seen on a rare occasion some people who have done it sensibly who maybe had a specific health condition and done a done like a kind of temporary stint and Mm -hmm. you know and and it worked for them but then they went back when they realized you know okay but I have like a different goal now which means you know I need to kind of take care of other things um that you, yeah that they, they kind of came out of ketosis basically and I think that that's okay as long as it's kind of like an informed sensible approach like I'd have nothing against any of these things like I said um but yeah I just don't I th- for me it's just like I feel like sometimes the ketogenic diet particularly is just 
advertised as this holy grail like you know and it kind of goes as far as like what was it with the carnivore diet as well at the moment where everybody's just like oh yeah I'm only going to eat meat and what's this guy called what is he called liver king or something like that I don't know if you've seen this guy I don't know he's absolutely juiced up to the max (laughs) like the guy like he must be injecting absolutely anything that goes like (laughs) honestly no 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 like no genuinely like you, you should look him up he's like this he's like this um he's not like a fitness professional or something like that he's just like the social media uh-huh. um person that mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh, that like like I said he like who who said he, he talks about like ancestral living basically carnivore diets and like he will eat all this like raw meat and bone marrow and whatnot okay. and I think it just it just really gets to me because I think it just seems to glorify like a such an extreme approach of eating which is just so unnecessary yeah um and it just gets people so hyped up. Joe Rogan is as well. He's like on this kind of carnivore diet thing as well, isn't he? Yeah. There's actually like infertility. There's like a specific diet as well. There's like this kind of popular doctor. Um, it's called actually the baby diet. Like it's it's called baby. Like you pronounce a baby diet, which is just uh-huh. horrific to be quite honest. But it's spelled differently. But again, everything is just ketogenic, and I just don't understand. I don't understand the hype around it. I just yeah. don't get it. <laughs> It seems to get, I think, as soon as, I mean, because obviously there was the Atkins and then there was Paleo yeah. and, you know, it's all just sort of very similar, um, yeah. sim- similar styles, I suppose. And it's, yeah. they always seem to get quite a lot of, um, yeah, quite a lot of excitement around them. I think it's, I think it's because there's the sort of scientific lingo used around it and all this will put your body into this. Um, yeah. ketosis and drink these ketones and you know yeah. then your body starts using fat as fuel rather than <laughs> carbs and people are like oh my god I want in on that because it sort of seems then like this holy great yeah. this is how this is what's going to solve all your problems once and for all yeah and- especially that it's like oh yeah you're gonna burn more fat I mean yeah of course you're eating more fat (laughs) yeah that's why you burn more fat you're not burning like body fat you're just burning the fat from the food that you ate (laughs) yeah I think the thing that that annoys me about it as well with these types of diets so there seems to be a lot less emphasis then put on like getting your nutrients in so the likes of your fruits your vegetables your your diet should be should have loads of balance it should be balanced with a load of variety of different fruits and vegetables to make sure that you're getting your nutrients um and I don't know to be honest I don't know enough about every single individual of these diets specifically what the exact rules are around fruits and veg and carbs Mm -hmm. but there's there's not as much emphasis on getting the nutrients you need so you also need to watch out then for potentially nutrient deficient which which no yeah absolutely I think you can definitely I think especially sorry I keep just mentioning the fertility stuff but I think that's a huge concern especially like you know that you know like creating nutritional gaps that are just completely unnecessary and I suppose in so it depends on what kind of ketogenic diet you do there's like loads of variations with it um you're still allowed basically to eat like kind of like green leafy vegetables and stuff like that but you're never gonna you're never gonna be able to eat the quantities to get everything that you need and I think more importantly as well fiber I think fiber is just completely yeah. completely lacking when it comes to ketogenic diet because you just can't really eat any whole grains because it's just going to take you out of ketosis like pretty much immediately mm-hmm. um and I think that's a huge thing when we're then talking about gut issues you know the gut being the so-and-so like second brain of the body you know a lot of things are regulated from our gut so it's just yeah but yeah well that was that was my wee rant about <laughs> just the, the 
<laughs> that, I think that was a very good run. I think we <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think certainly that's me, all my questions for this week. Yep. What about you, Alicia? Yeah, same here. I thought that was a pretty good, pretty good start. Cool. Um, well, yeah, so I am on Instagram at lnt.fitness and Alessia. I'm on Instagram as well, uh, awnutrition underscore. Cool. So if you liked today's podcast, hopefully you did, you can let us know. And we would really appreciate it if you share it, if you listen to it. Um, and reach out to us both on Instagram if you've got any questions or any Absolutely. topics that you would like us to cover. Because we would yeah, like us. Yes, tag us. <laughs> we would like to do this as a sort of monthly recap every month um, and just, um, yeah, bring up any issues or questions that we've we've had put to us over the last month. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. <laughs> <Joke>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks so much. And we'll speak to you in the next episode. Yeah, speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.